I'm Tom Doyle. And I'm Joanne Doyle, and welcome to Good News from the Middle East. Our aim is to give you a little bit of information, a ton of inspiration, and a big fat challenge. And we're so happy that you're here with us today. We're in the middle of this coronavirus, so I'm a little mixed up on the dates. I don't know about you all, but we are in the year 2020 in the month of April. Let's say that. That's good enough. And this week, of course, is the beginning of a special season for Muslims. And uh, you want to tell the listeners what happens on Thursday, Joanne? Yes, Thursday, April 23rd, is the beginning of Ramadan for Muslims. And this is their holiest um, celebration of the year. And they, of course, fast for 30 days. And on April 19th, no, excuse me, May 19th, would be the night of power or the night of destiny. And that is when they believe that Muhammad received the revelation. And so that is a day that Muslims really call out to God. They ask for forgiveness. And they asked that he would speak to them. And we have found, as we have seen Muslims come to faith in Jesus, that they say that is when most often or not, that is when people will have dreams about Jesus. So that is a great day to pray. Mark your calendars for March 9th, excuse me, May 19th, May 19th, as the night of power or the night of destiny to really specifically pray for Muslims to have a dream or a vision about Jesus. Now, we hope that believers are sharing their faith um, getting to know Muslims, uh, have, giving them Bibles, pointing them to Internet sites, but but really praying on that night on May 19th. Is that right, Correct. Joanne? May 19th, because this is the number one night of the year where Muslims have dreams about Jesus. They're crying out. They're trying to make their uh, faith personal. And so they're crying out to God, and they're asking him to speak to them, come to th- them, speak to them in a dream or a vision, and Jesus accommodates that request. That's right. I just love that. He always goes where the people are. It's often that he's the unexpected guest. They didn't realize that Jesus right. would come to them. So so we're praying for that. Thursday begins Ramadan. Also, we talked to you in our last podcast about a ministry called I Found the Truth. And we told you that this was a partner ministry launching five powerful videos of former mm-hmm. Muslims that are sharing their faith. And these are uh, inspirational stories. And so we talked about this partnership with this ministry and... Surprise! We're actually that ministry. So I Found the Truth is part of Uncharted and Not Forgotten. And these stories, as Tom said, they are absolutely phenomenal. So our prayer with this is is three-way. Number one, that it would encourage the body of Christ to wake up, to reach out to Muslims around them, and to share the, the hope that is within them, to have that holy boldness that Christ calls us to. And of course, our second prayer is for Muslims, that God would draw literally millions of Muslims to see these videos, not just to listen to these stories that they can will be able to relate to, but this website, ifoundthetruth.com, is also very interactive. It's a safe place. It's highly encrypted, so um, it is secure for anyone to go on that website, and no one can track their email. Our, our desire is not to follow up with email. Our desire is that if they email back to us, we have a team in place ready to answer their questions in a safe place. Um, and then also, there's um, some frequently asked questions. There's an area there that will answer the typical questions that Muslims have. Um, and there's some other things on that website as well. So we encourage you to check it out and see what you think of I Found the Truth. And then our third um, hope and prayer, desire for I Found the Truth, is for Muslims that have come to faith in Jesus, 
but maybe they don't know another believer, another follower of Christ. And so we are praying that they will realize they are not alone, that they are on this journey with many other former Muslims who now embrace Jesus as Savior. So that's our prayer, and we hope that you would join us in praying for those things as well. And we hope that you will check out that website. You'll be encouraged, brothers and sisters. So that is this Thursday, and the date is, what is the date today, Joanne? It we is already talked the about that. 21st, so it's there the 23rd. Go. Sorry, losing all perspective of time, being in the house. It's like the calendar goes <laughs> out the right. window. We don't know what day it is. If we get the month, we feel good. That's right. So that's exactly anyway, right. but that's that's happening this Thursday. We're excited about that, April 23rd, the launch of Ramadan and the launch of I Found the Truth. Now, let me just tell you uh, about these stories. And Joanne and I, we know all of these people. We've worked with them in ministry. We've heard their stories. We we prayed over uh, their stories, knowing that these were things that needed to be he- heard around the globe, and especially for Muslims. That's right. So I was thinking about uh, Afshin. And Afshin was born in America, but lived in Iran, spoke Farsi, was Persian, then came back to America. And when he was a a young boy, his father was a doctor, and they had someone that helped watch him. And at one point, she gave him a Bible. Joanne, can you tell the story about the woman that that helped Afshin and uh, took care of him as a kid? So this is when he was in about elementary school, early elementary school age, and he only spoke Farsi. So they actually brought this teacher in to teach teach um, Afshin English. Well, his family or his parents did not realize that this teacher was a believer in Jesus, a follower of Christ. And so he began learning to understand the English language, how to speak it and how to read it. And after going through several books, the teacher said to Afshin, here, I'm going to give you the most important book that you will ever have in your whole life. And you won't understand it now, but save it because one day I promise you that you will understand and this will mean something to you. And it was a teeny tiny little pocket-sized Bible. And amazingly, Afshin kept that. He put it somewhere in his room, in his dresser or wherever. And um, it wasn't until many years later when he was in high school that God really began speaking to his heart. We don't want to give the whole story away. You have to go watch it. But God had that little Bible hidden in Afshin's room. It was never discovered. It was never thrown away. And just when he needed it, that Bible came back into um, into Afshin's vision and he was, or sight, whatever, he was able to see that book, that holy book, God's word on a page and have an encounter with Jesus. Totally amazing. God's word is relevant. Here it was just sitting there in his closet, didn't get thrown away. The parents didn't throw it away. It was there when he needed it. He opened God's word, and he was just shocked at what he was reading on the pages. Changed his life. Came to faith in Christ. You'll get to hear the story. And uh, we also want to talk about Hussein. Hussein is a good friend of ours. He spent time working in the Gaza Strip. He's from the West Bank. And Hussein grew up in a family where his father was Muslim. His mother was Christian, not sure if she was a practicing Christian, but but um, she was from Brazil. His father was a Palestinian. And it ends up that they, so of course, they're going to be Muslim. That's the father's religion, and they will be Muslim. He believed in Islam. He practiced it. He was a, he was a Muslim believer, as they say. He, right. he, was, he was thoroughly convinced of his, his faith. In fact, even to the point, Joanne, and we saw this, heard this in his testimony, that when he would walk by a Christian church, Mm. what would he do? He would spit at the church. 
He would. Isn't that sad? And even looking. And he at said a, he wouldn't look at a yeah telephone, telephone pole. pole. He would turn his face the other way if he saw a telephone pole because they are shaped like a cross. Yeah. But then God met Hussein in a very unique way, very special way, and you're going to love his story. We won't tell you any more about Hussein, but he has got quite the story to share as well. He had a vision of Jesus. That's right. And uh, we don't want to spoil it. We're not doing... So we're not going to spoil his story. You have to go to I Found the Truth. You will love it. So we ask you to pray for Muslims during Ramadan. So when you see a Muslim in your city, when you see one on television, when you hear something about Islam, just remember that means it's time to pray for Muslims. That's right. Pray that God would reach millions of Muslims and that believers would be faithful to reach out to their neighbors that are Muslims and that they would take the time to build a relationship. This is a time when religion kicks in. There's frustration. Mm-hmm. They're fasting. They're not getting answers from God. So pray for Muslims during this time. Any, right, anytime please. you drive by a mosque, pray for every Muslim that goes in there. Stop taking the narrative from the television. Remember to pray for every single person that goes in there. They're searching for God. They want answers. And this is the time. This is the 30-day period where they try to connect with God and they are frustrated. They come away empty. Empty. They come away with no answers. And so pray for Muslims. When you go by a mosque, when you see them, when you see them on television, God is coming down and reaching God is coming to them in dreams, in visions. They're seeing things about him on the Internet. And if you have a Muslim friend, please, please direct them to I Found the Truth. That's right. They're going to have loving stories there. Absolutely. You know, and another um, encouragement that I would have for you is if you have a Muslim friend in your life or a neighbor, reach out to them during Ramadan. You can say Mubarak Ramadan, which means, you know, happy Ramadan, um, Ramadan greetings, and recognize that this is a holiday for them. This is a very special time. They fast from sunup to sundown. They're not even allowed to chew gum or drink water. And during the summer, this is a harder time, you know, we're straddling spring and summer, but this is a harder time to not drink anything for all those long daylight hours. Of course, then in the evening, as soon as the sun goes down, they're able to break their fast and celebrate. But one of the reasons, as Tom was just talking about the emptiness that Muslims feel and the desperation that they feel because Allah is not answering their prayers, he is not there. So when they come to that night of destiny in the middle of Ramadan, that desperation really builds. And so they are really crying out to Allah. But who answers that call, as Tom said earlier, is Jesus. So please join us in praying during these next 30 days for Muslims as they go through Ramadan. Um, Also, as I was starting to say, if you do have a friend or a neighbor that's a Muslim, I would encourage you to honor them during Ramadan this year, um, especially in light of the virus where everyone is isolated. Bring them an iftar basket. Iftar is what they call the meal when the sun goes down and they break that fast. They call it an iftar meal, iftar dinner. And so you can maybe package up a nice basket, put a fixings for a dinner in there and maybe some flowers and a nice note where you have a we're praying for you during Ramadan something along those lines reach out and love to your your Muslim friends and neighbors and remember they're going to be especially desperate this year because this is the first time in history that they have closed down Hajj in Mecca 
that is where they go for one of the five pillows of their faith, and they will go to Mecca, and they will go around the Kaaba stone. And that has been closed now because of this coronavirus. So there's an, a new kind of emptiness and desperation that Muslims are feeling. Okay, so we're privileged to have uh, on the line Josh Doyle. Not only is he our son, but he is the leader of I Found the Truth. And Josh, great to have you on the program today. Yes, Josh, and you have done a fabulous job in creating this website, finding the people to help with that. Oh, my gosh, people are going to be so impressed when they see what you've been able to do. So tell us a little bit more, would you please? Yeah, well, it's great to be on. Thanks for having me, Mom, Dad. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, this idea, is, this vision started with with prayer, and it's been a, a vision of my dad's for over 10 years, and it's been a blessing to see it come to life. Mm-hmm. And I've just been having so much fun putting time and effort into this project and, and see it come to life. And and now that we're able to release it and show it to the world, I'm really excited to, to share with everyone. So we've got five videos of former Muslims on season for, for our first season. And I'm really proud with how the stories turned out. I think that um, they're really going to be great stories that will not only inspire, but also um, plant some seeds for seeking Muslims. Amen. Uh, the series is uh one the first season we hope to do to do more seasons down the road but with the virus we're kind of delayed for season two but man we're so excited to see how the lord's gonna gonna use these well you know i like what you did it was your idea the holy spirit gave it to you and and your team you guys came to the conclusion that you wanted to do a whole season almost like uh netflix and amazon does yeah Yeah, binge watching and a five powerful testimonies that will drop all at once. Uh, Muslims will be able to go there and be inspired and will be asking some of the same questions that our first five did. And also, this is going to wake up believers to see that that Muslims are coming to faith in Christ. And when they do, they become dynamic believers because they're willing to risk, willing to suffer, and willing to die. And and Josh, just thinking back over the, the videos— um, what are some of your favorite moments as you were in there grinding out, getting them filmed with Matt, our videographer? Yeah, I love all of the stories. I think each story is unique and it sets it apart from the other uh, videos. But I really love the moment when Afshin was looking for his Bible that his tutor had gave him 10 years prior. And lo and behold, it was still in his closet. And um, he went and read it, and he just soaked up every page. And, and, and that was one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. of, of his video. And there are so many other highlights throughout the season, but that's one that really stuck with me. And um, we wanted to create a safe space mm-hmm. for Muslims yes. to come, that they can come to our website, and they can find out more about Jesus, who he is, uh, what he did, what he's going to do, and... Um, we just wanted to create a platform where they can not just watch the videos, but also ask questions. They can receive feedback from our team, and we can bring them down that continuum of uh, seeking Muslim to hopefully one day be them believing uh, with their own heart 
in Jesus Christ. And mm, um, that's our prayer. And we pray that many Muslims would come to the site and they would, we would see more in heaven because of this project um, and because of our efforts. Oh, that's super. Yes, well, we're Josh. blessed. We have two that are from Iran, one from Jordan, one from Gaza and the West Bank, and then one from Philadelphia uh, in America. So an African, uh, African-American Muslim who actually was in a Christian family. And this is a shocker. They converted to Islam. That's right. But Jesus wasn't done going after him, reaching out to him. And his story is miraculous and Tyree has so much to sh- to say and and um, we're really excited about his story too. That's Five right. powerful stories, each one of them different. That's right. And boy, just pure inspiration, pure inspiration. Absolutely. And one thing that I love about it too is not only are the stories unique like a snowflake, um, each one is, as Tom said and Josh said, they stand alone. You are going to learn so much about not only the person's life journey, but about Islam, understanding a little bit more about what it's like for someone to grow up in that false religion. But another thing I like about these stories is we have a combination of people from all over different places in the Middle East, and we have both men and women sharing their stories. So please check them out. Josh, is there anything else you'd like to say? Uh, yes. Go to our website at ifoundthetruth.com. Pretty simple. Ifoundthetruth.com. And on Thursday, we are going to launch this to the world. We're going to put it all over the place, and we hope that we can uh, get the message out there that Muslims can come and be, uh, they can find a place that's safe where they can ask questions. Um, when they do send in a response, or I'm sorry, a message, it is encrypted, it's secure. Mm-hmm. We've made sure to go through detail that it will, uh, they, their information will not be released. But this Thursday, go to ifoundthetruth.com and share with your friends. Watch the videos, be encouraged by what the Lord's doing. And uh, we also want Christians to be encouraged with what right. Jesus is doing in the Muslim world. Amen, Josh. That's great. So Thursday, April 23rd, I Found the Truth launches. Pray for Muslims. Pray for the Muslim world during Ramadan. It's the first day. And for 30 days, we'll be doing promotions and an ad blitz all throughout the Middle East and around the world where Muslims are hanging out on websites. And we hope that millions We'll mm, see these yes. videos. We're praying for 10 to 20 million Muslims to see these videos and find out about Jesus in this safe space and want to know more. Absolutely. We're praying that one of these days we're going to meet millions of them in heaven. Amen. So, Amen. so would you pray for this, uh, this incredible adventure we're embarking on? And Josh Doyle, leading I Found the Truth, thanks for being with us today. Yes, thank you, Josh. We love you. Thanks for having me. Okay, bye, sweetie. Tom, would you share with us today's Bible study that you've been texting out to so many of our friends? You bet. It's from Psalm 34. And I was thinking about this this morning. Did you ever fake sick? Uh, when you were in school. Did you ever get away with that? (laughs) Well, I tried it, but I wasn't a very good liar. But yes, I did. I did that a lot. And boy, if I could turn on the tears with mom, she was hooked. And I got a free ticket to stay home, uh, which that's kind of hard to pull off fake and sick with school with homeschooling right now. (laughs) And it probably doesn't work well. But um, David did worse than that. He pretended to be insane. And he was a grown man. He drooled all over himself, scratched doors and city Mm. gates in front of the king of Gath in an effort to escape King Saul. 
He wanted the king of Gath to feel bad for him and hide him, and the king believed him, and he did that. But God didn't believe him, of course, and David learned a lesson during this implosion of his faith in God. Psalm 34. This is what I think we're supposed to know in this passage. David was the ultimate warrior of the Bible. Mm -hmm. He charged a giant as a kid because he knew he wasn't alone. God made Goliath fall. So what happened after the stunning victory over the Philistines to make him fall flat on his face with zero confidence in God's ability to protect him? One Bible teacher put it this way, when we sin and lose our trust in God, Satan doesn't fill us with hate for God. He just makes us sure that we forget God. Mm. Boy, did David have spiritual amnesia. But God was there to restore his memory. And in Psalm 34, he says this, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Taste and see that the Lord is good. So here's what I think God wants us to become. Before David had his spiritual 180, he did something that was crucial in changing his thinking that led to changing his actions. He began a vigil of worship. I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Off with that crazy man scam, he was done with it. He regained his spiritual sanity by dropping everything and dropping to his knees. Mm. So here's what I think we're supposed to do with this today. Here's what I think we're supposed to do with this truth today. We're in a mess of trouble in our world with the complete shutdown of life globally, and people are sick of it. And we have an election around the corner. There's strife around the world. The birth pains of Matthew 24 are here. In my humble opinion, our world has never been more unstable and ripe for collapse than it is now. If we didn't know Jesus, it would be downright scary. Mm -hmm. But just like David forgot where God was and went into all-out panic mode, so can we. Whenever you find yourself getting sucked into the quicksand of the day, which is the news, and worry starts to set in, here's what to do. Worship. That's our lifeline back to absolute trust in God. Even David cratered in his faith. And God wants us to remember David's fall. So he put this insane man fake out story in the scriptures mm -hmm. in living color. But David didn't stay there and neither should we. Is there any situation in your life right now that you're not trusting God for? Confess it and then worship. Mm -hmm. God wants us to learn from it. And he tenderly says it this way. Come, my children, listen to me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. Worship strengthens our faith. Fear levels it. Mm, wow. A vigil of worship may be in order for you today. Shoot for a no-worry day, no reason to fret. Because of Jesus, his eyes are on you right now. Joanne, would you pray as we close mm. our devotional today? I will. Boy, thank you, Tom. That was such a good word. Worship truly is so important. It's such a powerful weapon of warfare. Um, worship is what glues us together as a body of Christ to the Savior. And boy, we're going to spend all eternity worshiping. And let's practice now while we're here on earth before we meet Jesus in heaven. So everyone, if you would pray with us now, thank you for joining us today. And let's join together now at the throne of grace. 
Oh, Father, we thank you that we are your children, your sons and your daughters. And Jesus, thank you that even in the midst of uncertainty, these days that are so upside down and people are losing jobs and school is canceled and grocery stores have empty shelves, there's so many things that are uncertain in our days. But you are on the throne and you are our certainty. You are our unchanging God. So we thank you for that. And thank you for your living word that we can learn from. And even though King David lived so long ago, we still learn from his life today. Thank you that when he fell into sin, when he lied, when he did that terrible thing, and not only, I know Tom didn't focus on this, but not only did he um, pretend insanity because of that, others were killed, others lost their life. Mm -hmm. But Jesus, he confessed that sin you not only forgave him, but you rose him back up again. And he learned a valuable lesson that we need to learn today. When we sin, we need to confess that sin, repent of it, and worship you. Thank you for the gift of worship that brings us right into your very throne room. So thank you for our brothers and sisters that are listening today. May they be encouraged with what you are doing. And we don't want to forget to pray for our Muslim friends, our Muslim neighbors, and Muslims literally around the globe as they are entering into Ramadan Jesus, would you meet them there? Would you meet them with the truth? You say, Jesus, that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And may they put their faith in you. And may we have that holy boldness to reach out in love, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but sharing the truth of who you are, Jesus, the Son of God, Savior of the world. Thank you for this time together. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So on... Thursday, April 23rd. Remember, go to the website, ifoundthetruth.com. That's right. And uh, watch the videos, share them on your social media, give them to Muslim friends. If you don't have any, meet some Muslims and become friends with them. Share the truth of what God's done in the lives of these former Muslims as they've embraced Jesus. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. I'm Tom Doyle. And I'm Joanne Doyle. Thank you for joining us on Good News from the Middle East. 